Hello and welcome to the Split Row Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick and joining me as always, he's got his bags packed, his ticket to ride. It's Gabe Acevedo. And I am looking for my prey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We took a week off. Uh, I missed you. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. The semester's about to start with summer about to end. Um, I have a lot of work, but surviving and thriving in the heat. In the there desert. you go. That's what it's all about. That's what we're doing. We're surviving and thriving. Last week we were just, I was just sick and like not feeling it. And like too, we were both way too busy. Couldn't get it done. So we just skipped a week. It also works because nothing really good came out last week. So correct. <laughs> it's correct. all good. And it was built up because we got an awesome double feature pod here today. We're talking about Bullet Train and Prey, two movies that are available now. You can go see Bullet Train in theaters or Prey on Hulu. And Man, I had a lot of fun with this. We're we're gonna dive right into it. You want to start get started? Let's go for it. I guess the train's leaving the station. We're gonna talk about Bullet Train first. <laughs> uh, I, was gonna, I, was, I was going to try to incorporate tons of train puns into this podcast, but I just I I already ran out. I ran. Out <laughs> I hate you so much. We'll see. If, we'll see if I can get a ball back in here. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, Bullet Train came out. This is a movie that we were waiting for for quite some time. I was really excited ever since literally the elevator pitch of this movie was released and I heard about it. I mean, this is this is probably one of the best elevator pitches of a movie you can possibly have. It's, uh, you know, the logline is assassins fight it out on a train in Japan. And the title of the movie is Bullet Train. It's it it's perfect. Does it get better than that? No, that is a great pitch, actually, and a fun movie. It, it, you're like, yep, I'm watching that. And then yeah. you see the cast and you're like, yep, I am definitely watching that. Yeah, you, you go through a cast of, you know, Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ryan Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, Michael Shannon. You're like, oh, my God, this is an awesome cast of people who are yep. just who are just in this movie. And it's directed by the guy who directed John Wick. Yes. Sign me up. Yep. <laughs> And we, I was waiting for quite some time, really excited about this. And, you know, we got a cool trailer. It looked very different than what I thought it was going to be. It looked very fun and very comedic in style. And, uh, you know, I, we got to go to the movies on Friday and enjoy a good night out at the movies. What was, how was your experience at the theater with this one? Uh, so I saw it Monday cause I was away for the weekend. So I got to see it Monday. Um, there was not a lot of people in, in, in the theater, um, but damn, was it a good movie to watch in the theater? I think it's it's the kind of again, it's a it's an action packed. You said it, the director from Young Wick, so it's an action packed movie. Um, there are actually pretty, very pretty shots in this film. Um, that kind of like oh, caught me by surprise. Um, and the sound. So the theater that I went to, they just renovated the sound in all the in all rooms. So the sound was fantastic. So it was a great movie to watch in the theater. It was. It's definitely this is a movie made to be watched in the theater think it's again one of those movies that you may miss a little bit of like the immersive experience if you watch it just at home yeah i was a little bit surprised i i enjoyed it a lot in the theater and i was surprised like you probably were with the fact there weren't really many people in my theater when i went to see it. i saw it at seven yeah. o'clock and on a friday i was like oh it's gonna be a big movie because you know it's got brad pitt starring mm -hmm. and there wasn't really many people there which is a little bit surprising but you know right on brand for the times i guess of i yeah absolutely yeah very hit or miss it's interesting you said some of the shots are beautiful because I know like a lot of it was just shot in a small soundstage with LED screens all behind it. So yeah, it's kind everything's of green screen. There you go. The Marvel formula. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> well, actually, to be fair, it wasn't green screen. It was it was LED. So it was oh, sort of okay. the it's more of the Star Wars formula. Oh, kind of. okay. you know the, what I'm talking the about? dome, the dome so yeah. they're in the dome. They had they had these three cars that they built and they actually had all this, this the LED screens going past it, which has got to be a really cool experience. That'd be cool. So we'll see in person. Yeah. I mean, that's like all the rides you go on at like theme parks nowadays. Yeah. It's like the Fast and Furious ride at the Universal where you don't actually move <laughs> anywhere, but every, all, everything's moving around you. That's yep. kind of what it's like. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off a little bit already. Jeez. We're getting off the rails already. 30, it's been, it's been two in. weeks. It's been two <laughs> it weeks, been. so, you know. It has been. Uh, but this movie is really awesome because, like, it, what's interesting is, to me, is the fact that it was it was conceived quite differently. It's based on a Japanese novel by the same name. The the um, the adaptation's name is Bullet Train, so they adapted it. And it was originally um, conceived by Antoine Fuqua, who you might know from Training Day or Shooter, Olympus Has Fallen, The Equalizer. These are the types of movies that he's made. So a lot of, like, 
gritty action films, some things that are very violent and uh, you know, really pretty intense from time to time. And he was the director. He was part of this. He was one of the lead producers on it. And then um, he decided to he, he shifted roles to being just the producer, one of the main producers on the movie. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was brought in that David Leitch was going to be brought in. And he's the director of John Wick, the first one. And then he directed Atomic Blonde, Hobbs and Shaw, Deadpool 2. And it's the Hobbs and Shaw, Deadpool 2 elements of this that kind of show where this movie went to. So it went from movies like Training Day or Olympus Has Fallen, which are more serious action movies mm-hmm. with like, you know, drama, dramatic parts. And it went into the more close, a lot closer to Deadpool 2, I'll say in this. Yep. Uh, and it made it a lot more comedic. It was definitely a, a comedy as a, instead of just a straight action movie. And you can clearly see that in the film. Fun fact, actually, David Leitch, do you know, do you know who he used to be the stunt double for? Cause he used to be a stunt double. I do not. I didn't even know he was a stunt double. He was Brad Pitt's stunt double. Oh, really? For like years. Yeah. That's where there's this connection. Cause actually, uh, Brad Pitt, you, do you remember Brad Pitt has that little cameo in Deadpool too? Oh yeah. And the, the parachute guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the invisible oh, so, guy. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. Okay. That's kind of why. And then like, so he was, you know, they're really good friends and obviously, so that's probably that's how a they cool got thing him. to know. I had no, yeah. that I would have never cool. Just fun fact about this. Nice. So this is but, all friends. You have Sandra and Brad Pitt appearing in each other's movies and cameos, the director. That's cool. Oh yeah. All these like fun little connections between it. Um, One thing that is the only, one of the issues I have though with the film, um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I will say I thought it was really fun and exciting to watch. And I had an entertaining time at the movies, right? I think we, we said the same, you said the same thing. It was, it was a great movie to watch in theaters. I mm. had fun. Uh, you know, eating the popcorn, watching the movie. It's a fun movie to watch. There's some funny, there's some cool action moments. There's some funny bits, but I felt like the idea of, you know, the, the two tones that they were going for with the two ideas originally kind of bleached over into the actual movie itself, because I felt like the cast, which is a great cast. Okay. I really think it's good. The cast, I felt like we're in two different movies though. I don't know if you felt this at all. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it did. Yeah. So there's there's two movies going on at the same time. There's an action comedy that stars Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry, and Zazzy Beats. Mm-hmm. And then there's an action drama movie that stars Bad Money or Bad Bunny, uh, Andrew Koji, and Hiroki Sonata. Yep. And it's kind of a weird thing. We we could talk about these characters actually. I kind of want to get into it a little bit, talk about some of them, but like it was kind of interesting to see that there's kind of two movies here. Like Certainly, Brad Pitt is basically. He seems like a. He seems he's like being an, Brad Pitt. He's being very yeah. He's super he's charismatic. Being Brad Pitt. He's he's a movie star. Yeah, we've talked about this before. He is a bona fide movie star. He's a um, movie star. I mean, you. I still remember obviously getting off track, but I still remember you and I watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yep. he came on screen, and we we're like, "That's it." And then he was on the roof. I'm like, "That is it. That's it." Nothing more. Yeah, when he, oh my god, he, but he's such a freaking movie star. It's ridiculous. But he's on, he's on there, and he's bringing charisma. His, his bits are really funny. His comedies. He's in this weird stage in his career where he's just like, yeah, I'm going to make some comedies now. It'd be yeah. funny and whatever. He's mixing like, it up, which is really cool. Yeah, like it's true. He he won his Oscar a few years ago, and he's like, well, another Oscar for acting, his first for acting, and he's like, you know what? Now I can do whatever I want. Exactly. I'm at that stage in my life. I'm Brad Pitt. I have nothing to prove. I've already proven it. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 telling because uh, I believe this is his first movie after winning the Oscar. His first like official movie that he's like starring in again. Really? He hasn't done anything since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Cool. No. He, you know, uh, he, he made a cameo. Astra. He was in Ad Astra, but I think that was technically before. Uh, so that was before the Oscar. So he okay, did a cameo yeah. and he did a cameo. And he did a cameo in, in Lost City. Of, oh, but like yeah. this is this is his first movie. So it's like an interesting choice for him to be like, yeah, I'm just going to make a fun because he looks like he's having a fun time. Oh, they movie. could, you could tell he was just living it up. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> I will say about all of them, even if they're in different movies, I really did. First of all, I liked all the, the actors. I think all yeah. the, the casting was great, even if they were in different movies. Uh, but you could just tell that they were having fun with this movie. Like, I yeah. think that the set, like I would have loved to be seeing how they made this movie because it looks like they were just having fun. Yeah, which made me having had fun and enjoy the movie, even though I don't think it was necessarily great, but it made me enjoy and have fun with the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, the people that probably had the most fun were um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry have these, these they're, they're actually, in the book, they're written as twins, and they're called the twins in this too, which is just mm. funny because they look nothing alike, obviously. <laughs> if you know who those two actors are, they look yeah. nothing alike, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, and I think they're, they are probably having the most fun. They're doing stuff that they haven't been able to do in a long time. Brian Tyree Henry is just com comedically hilarious anyway yeah, in a lot, is. most of his movies. And Aaron Taylor Johnson is just having fun in a movie. He hasn't like, I feel like he's in his, he has a really interesting career because he's got some really good movies in his, under his belt. Mm -hmm. I really like him as an actor, but he just isn't doing much. I don't feel like he's not doing as much like that I'm seeing. And man, he looked, those two had looked like they were having so much fun in this movie. It's just, yep. their comedic bits were fantastic. Their chemistry was great. Their, their chemistry you know, with Brad Pitt was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And They're Aaron Taylor-Johnson, I'm with you with Aaron Taylor-Johnson. He really has had an interesting career. Um, but he, he he's had great movies, and he's been in franchises. He's even been in Marvel when he was Quicksilver. Um, but he's, he's, like, never broken through to, like, the, that, that status of, like, a movie star. But I really do think he has the potential to. Because I really do think he's a great actor. He's a great comedic actor. He's a great action star. Obviously, he's super handsome and sexy, so he has that going for him. Um, so I would like for, for him to just like break out at some point. What I think, well, maybe he'll break out in his next movie, which is, you know, where he takes goes back into the MCU as a different Marvel character playing Craven the Hunter. Oh, which that's is right. Just he's like, braving, playing Craven. Which is just well, whenever that comes out, we have no idea. They don't I don't even know uh, if they put that on the slate, but you know, uh it's just gonna be weird. Uh but no, these they're definitely having a lot of fun. I love the there's this there's this subtle thing that plays on in the background that you might not know during the during their scenes there's a lot of so the score underneath their their scenes and the soundtrack underneath their scenes is a song that it plays i don't know the name of the song honestly it might be like uh forever blowing bubbles i think is the name of the song and you might have heard it uh in their scenes but they they play it in many different sequences in very different versions based on the tone of the scene and that's the that's the theme of like that's the the anthem of West Ham United, which is how both of the two, the two characters are big fans of West Ham United, uh, which is mm -hmm. a London football club. And th that's playing in the background throughout all of it. And it's kind of cool to see the differences in it. And and they're, they're having, God, they're, they're so funny, especially when like Brian Tyree Henry's entire character arc revolving around his love for Thomas, the tank engine and him associating <laughs> different cars of Thomas, the tank engine to different characters and everything is just brilliant it's i, I so good. love it i so thought that good. was so funny i mean you know someone being a gordon or a percy or you know god forbid a diesel you know it's just fantastic it's so yep. good um and apparently that's also how it's written in the book so that's, that's oh okay it's, it's a super funny thing but it's written in the book the exact same way and it's a serious thing in the book <laughs> oh that's cool yeah they were they were they were great i probably say they were my favorites from the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. They're, they're really funny. There's really yeah. funny bits that happen and, and all this stuff with them. Um, Zazie beats is also comedic to a point. I mean, I think she's fine. She's in it for like, what? I don't know. Five minutes, five minutes, maybe three six. minutes, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not very long at all. Uh, and then there's the other film that's going on. So there, these characters are all hilarious. They're very funny. You know, Brad Pitt's fumbling assassin idea is really funny. Mm. The unlucky fumbling assassin. Uh, is is really funny, uh, but then there's this like action movie that's like a drama, like a you get Bad Bunny, who I literally have no idea who this person is. Apparently, oh, he's a very famous the number person. one artist in the world right now. Steve, is he really? Yeah, he's broken every single record in history when it comes to like for for what? Yeah, he's like the number one Puerto Puerto Rico baby representing my island, Puerto Rico. Oh, but what, what does he do? I don't know who this person is. He's a trap reggaeton um, singer. Yeah, he's like the number one artist in the world. Okay, good for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, over the I believe I believe over the weekend he retook number one spot from Beyonce of all people. <laughs> I'm I'm glad he's having a lot of success. I have no idea who this person is, but he's in this movie as like I don't even remember the name of his character. Uh, it's just like uh, wasn't it like the the, the wolf the wolf the yeah. wolf yeah. 
Oh, I forgot they all have like these cool code names. Actually, I like the code names. The, the code way. names are cool. Yeah. The code names are pretty cool. Uh, he's the wolf, just a Mexican assassin who I don't think he has any lines in this movie at all. I don't, does he speak at all? He mumbles. He he he's doing the um. Oh my god, what's his name? The actor that we never understand in any of his movies. Um, Bane. Oh, the Bane um, character, the Tom Hardy. Yeah. The Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy he's doing the Tom Hardy. You can't understand it. He, he speaks like two lines or three, but he's not fluent in English. He looks. <laughs> so I was like, "What did he say?" And I'm like, "It's oh, funny because I, I know Spanish." <laughs> he seems like a character that's straight out of like Breaking Bad. You yeah, know, like the assassins from Breaking Bad, the Mexican guys. Yeah. Uh, in that movie, he seems like one of those, and it he's just kind of thrown in here. There's this really long like backstory that, to the character yeah. that's like deadly serious and like really action drama written, and then like there's this weird comedic fight scene, which is actually pretty good. It's, it's a, a good really fight. Good the fight choreography is yeah. great in it. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it, like I don't want to spoil this for anybody right now. We'll spoil a little bit, but like. He's definitely in a different movie. His scenes are all completely different. <laughs> yeah, you it know. feels like from from now on the characters that we're talking about, I think it feels like mini stories within like the main story that just like why yeah. are they there? And I enjoyed yeah. them because one of the things well, I will say this about the movie overall, I think the action sequences are really great, but I mean, yeah. I, hello, John Wick, Hobson Shaw, Deadpool, like he, this this guy can can set up a good um action sequence. But yeah, yeah these these characters felt like why is there this five minute to 10 minute scene with this character out of nowhere? Yeah. He's just got this huge backstory. That's like super heavily driven with like mm -hmm. drama and there's like all this darkness in it. And it's really cool. And <laughs> that he's just on the train and you're like, okay. Uh, and then quickly things happen. And then like, similarly, I, I have to say like, Andrew Koji, who is playing the he's the quote unquote the father in this, mm -hmm. where uh, it start the movie starts off this way, so it's not spoiling anything. You we find out that his son was pushed off a building, and he goes on the train to find out like find the person who did it, and he is completely in a different movie throughout this the whole thing. He's I didn't know I don't know if he actually read that it was supposed to be a funny movie at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he signed up for a comedy, but he is definitely definitely not in a comedy. He is deadly serious he is the, the one out of everybody because even others have like delivery that is funny he is in a drama yes that's a very <laughs> different movie his character is his character is a really deeply disturbed character someone who is he's yeah. failed his own father he's failed him his role as a father he's failing his son he's letting down his community just he's letting a mess down every, just a mess <laughs> he's a mess of a person so when we talk about how everybody in this movie must have had a good time, unfortunately, Andrew Koji probably didn't have that much fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Like, I wonder if it was intentional, like from the director. He's like, yeah, just you're in a drama like you're going for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and it just did. It, his character didn't work for me. Cause like, I'm also like waiting for him to be a cool at some point, like turn and like be really and cool and badass. And it never happens. It never Spoiler happens. alert. That yeah. never happens. Nope. <laughs> I was like, Oh man. Cause I like Andrew Koji. I think he's actually a really good actor. I've seen him in like warrior and stuff like that. Mm. I think he's really good in that. And he's, he's able to do these action sequences, but he just wasn't allowed to, to let fly. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> and in the character playing his father is Hiroyuki Sonata, who we've talked about before on the pod, who he's one of my, he's like the, iconic Japanese actor out there. He's very, very famous. Uh, you might have seen him in literally if they need a, a Japanese man in a movie in Hollywood, he's the guy they're going to call pretty much. Yeah, um, he's very, very famous. Uh, he, he's very talented. He's a great dramatic actor. And I, I just don't think he probably got the script and was like, it's supposed to be a funny movie. I don't I don't do funny. Don't and do then funny. Just decided to, just decided to be the serious character that he always is. Yeah, uh, which is great because he's awesome. He's a really, really great actor. And he's actually really good in this. But I don't know. He just decided to go very serious. Like, yeah. But I think his up different from Andrew Koji. I think Sonata being serious makes him funny because he yeah. has like a he has like a face that you're like he's. There were scenes that I there were moments that I saw him. He's like he's trying not to laugh or trying not to be funny because he knows this, he's in this ridiculous thing and he's yeah. playing serious, which for me made it fun. 
I can see that. And I think he's actually he his character is more appropriate in that role of not being yeah. quote unquote funny because he's like the elder of the, yeah. of the group. And it, it makes sense, especially when you look at his motivation and stuff, because like his backstory that they reveal is yeah. really a lot more dark. Uh, and it's really good. I, I do enjoy his his character arc in this. Um, but yeah, they're, literally, if you take like those three characters, if you take Bad Bunny, Koji and Sonata and you put them in, in a different you take them and you put them in a different movie, it's, it's completely different. Like they 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 could be in two movies like that. They're in the, the Fuqua version of this movie. Not the leech version. Of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And then really quickly, I just want to talk, like touch on two characters that I don't know if they even know that they were in this movie. Uh, it's just Joey King, who I don't know what she's going for. She's just a really weird character. I don't know if it's funny or if it's serious. Um, and then I forgot Michael Shannon is in this. And then when they reveal Michael Shannon is in this, I'm like, oh, this is a choice. I, I didn't. I didn't. I that one was a little bit more out there because I'm like, oh, sweet. I love yeah. Michael Shannon. I think he's a great actor. I think he's really great in serious roles and all, or even in comedies. He's funny in comedies because he's so not funny, mm-hmm. which makes him funny. But then he goes for it and throws on an accent that I'm like, these these are choices. <laughs> these are choices that someone uh, has made. Michael Shannon always makes choices and I <laughs> love him for it. I really do love him for it. He, Yeah, those two. Joey King, you know what Joey King reminded me of? A very, a great, and I'm sorry, I like Joey King. Um, That's fine. I think she's a critic, but in this movie, I didn't, I actually didn't hate her character. I'm like, okay, fine, it's ridiculous, whatever. But it felt like a great, I'm so sorry for saying this, but it felt like a great value version of um, Gogo from Kill Bill. The okay. the girl from Kill Bill from Volume 1. It felt very that. Uh, it felt very... Uh, this girl going into comic-con in an anime cosplay kind of thing okay that's what it felt like um but i didn't hate her i i I honestly didn't didn't... hate anybody in the movie oh yeah i didn't hate anybody like why what are they doing and it it made me enjoy the movie this is so stupid and ridiculous and i love it yeah her character was just so I couldn't tell you which version of this movie she's in. Is she in the action movie or isn't she in the drama movie? Yeah. Like, or in a third version that we still yeah. haven't figured out. <laughs> maybe that one. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. She's in the dramedy. She's in the action dramedy. Yeah, she's in the action like, dramedy. Yeah. Which was, yeah. So again, I don't have a problem with it. I think it, I think she's a fine character. I also love like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but I love her and uh, Brian Tyree Henry's discussion and like yeah, the way that they, they, their interaction is fantastic. I think they're really good. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think they're really great in this, but it's just funny. I don't know. I, I were you satisfied with the overall film? Did it scratch the comedy action itch hitch you had, or were you hoping it was more serious? Um, I I wasn't expecting it to be more serious because the train made it look very animated. Um, I was I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily think it was great when I sit down and think about it, but um. I thought it, the action sequences were good. I think all the cast, regardless of <laughs> how they were playing their characters, I think all the cast was super fun. Um, some of them were actually really great. Um, and this is not typically my genre of movie. So for me to walk out like, okay, that was a fun time. Do I necessarily need to see this movie again? Do I necessarily think it's great? No, but it was a good, fun, entertaining movie. And it was good. I don't feel the same way. I feel like my, for me, my issue is I would have hoped it was going to be the action movie because, you know, I love action movies and I think it could have been better. Um, and it, it ended up becoming like a Marvel version of an action movie where they're like, there's jokes a lot and it's it's fun. You have fun at those movies, but I'm not like walking away like, oh, I can't wait to go see Bullet Train again and watch this one sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing that. Um, unlike, you know, a John Wick film, for example, where, cause I think John Wick has just sucked all the oxygen out of the action film roles because they're just so good. It's <laughs> just like a total different level of action. Um, I-, I could go back and watch John Wick films just for specific fight scenes. In yeah. this, I can't think of a fight scene where I'm like, Oh, I, I want to watch that again. Yeah. It's that's a really fair. cool scene, yeah. you know? Um, and, and, and it's not because they're bad because I actually think they're very well choreographed. They're fun. They're good. But it's nothing that sticks with you, or at least it didn't yeah. with me. I think it was fun. 
I think it was a fun movie. I, I'll go with that. And I would suggest people see it. I think it's really fun. It's a yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's actually a fun thing to either watch with your friends or whatever. If you don't want to go out to the theater, definitely watch it when it comes out because it's the, it's it's fun. It's a good watch. It is a yeah. good watch. I would definitely recommend it. Um, I do want to spoil a tiny bit of it. So if we'll, we'll, if you don't want to hear this, you can skip ahead like a couple of minutes to not get this. But it's it's not that big of a spoiler. But there's some cameos that show up in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to talk about them right now. So if you don't want to listen, you could skip ahead a couple minutes. But the the cameos are, you know, we get Channing Tatum who shows up, Sandra Bullock shows up, and even Ryan Reynolds shows up for like half a second. What did you think of these cameos? Well, Sandra Bullock we knew because we heard her in the trailer, so yeah. that was fun. Well, I... the, beyond just the the noise, the, her name too. You actually kind of she, she was on like the next lot over, I think, when they were shooting this. I think it was. Part of it, yeah, so, and she talked about it in an interview too, yeah. And like, that's she was like, you know, Oh, I appear in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sandra and, and 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 Brad are, are really good friends, um, and Brad and showed he, up in her movie, yeah, yeah. Brad does, and I think that's how they did it, like, Hey, want to yeah. show up in my movie? I'll show up in yours, and that's how it came to yeah. be. Um, oh, the good friends of A Lister Hollywood, uh, so I thought she was she was fine, she gave me, um, very, um, she's playing her character from Motions 8, basically. Uh, which, which is I fine. didn't like, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like that movie. But I like I she I didn't need her to be in this movie a yeah. lot. I, I I it was great. The phone at the end, perfect. We're done. That works. I'm happy. Uh the other two, I was surprised by. I was not expecting those cameos. Me either, yeah. I like what the hell. Uh, especially the Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah, that honestly, because uh, sure. It, that felt really dumb to me. I thought that was really dumb. I thought yeah. it was really dumb. But I kind of get it because it's a flip of like when in Deadpool 2 when you find when out that Brad, it is Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my God, Brad Pitt's in this movie? I just, I'm so, I'm, I have such Ryan Reynolds fatigue right now that like I just need He's in a everything. Yeah. And He's I guess the, everything. the Channing Tatum thing is, is got to be just because he was also probably in the in, next lot over when they were yeah. filming. So yeah. They're like, hey, come over here. Let's get you in a scene. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I like those three. I'm fine. I like those three actors. I'm with you that Ryan Reynolds needs to like he's for me, he's he and the rock, like, please leave for like two or three years. Um yeah, take a little bit of a break. But it I I didn't hate it because it was just what a second? <laughs> it was two seconds. For for me, it it kind of took me out of the movie for a minute. Okay, that's uh, fair. I can see which was that. annoying, but it's that's okay. fair yeah but it's fine i think he said i think I, I saw somewhere on twitter that he said okay i'll be in it but it has to be the exact same thing that you did for mine which is literally like a two second thing and yeah. i'm out <laughs> uh just to like make it funny i'm like okay yeah sure they were fine you know these are people that are a-listers or close to a a-listers so yeah it's fine but i can see what you're saying like it took you out of the movie you're like why is deadpool and pikachu showing up here <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu, which is it. what happened with me with Detective Pikachu. I'm like, the movie's great, but oh why am I God, hearing I forgot Reynolds? about that. Oh, like, God, oh, I forgot he's about taking me Pikachu. Out of the movie. <laughs> oh, God, Pikachu. They had such promise. Why didn't they make more of those? Those Pokemon movies can be great. Well, I think they're gonna, I think they're negotiations. So that when that came out, there was something about the studio and the rights for Pokemon in the States. So I think they're oh, okay. they fixed that, and I think they are gonna make a few of the other games or storylines in live action. I'm here for more uh, Pokemon content. They were fun. And Sonic 3 just got announced. Obviously, we're deviating from the topic, but yeah, that would be fun. Well, we can deviate from the topic all we want because we're done with this movie. Uh, I was a little <laughs> bit worried about action movies. Honestly, I was like, oh, man, is this what we're going to get for action movies now? Like just action comedies that are fine and they're funny and they're fun. But then uh, I went and saw Prey and we'll talk about that after a quick break. So I got to say, we got a really nice treat this weekend because we were able to not just see movies in theaters, which I saw two movies in theaters, actually. But we also got a chance to see a movie directly onto streaming, which actually happens to be a great freaking movie. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to some people right after seeing this movie and I was like, guys, get ready. I'm going to talk about this on the pod and I'm going to glow about it because I can't not glow about Prey. Prey came out on on Hulu this weekend. It is free right now. You can go watch it if you have Hulu. If you don't, Hulu's free anyway, so go just watch Prey on Hulu. Uh, this is the seventh film in the Predator franchise, mm -hmm. right? And it dropped, and I was just like, I, I originally, when I saw the trailer originally, I was like, eh, I'm not going to see this. I'll probably just pass. And then in the rumblings in the pat, in the background, I started hearing like, guys, Prey's like good. 
it's like legit good. And then all of a sudden it came out and I had to see it. You know, I just had to see it and I, I checked it out and I, I loved it. Um, I know you checked it out. You said it was, it was fantastic. What's your relationship to the, to the Predator franchise as a whole? So weirdly enough, even though I don't like that, I don't, this, this, the, the, the Arnold kind of, um, action film i've seen all the predators because i like aliens i like like alien stories and stuff like that okay so i've seen all the predator movies um there's what this is the seventh one right so this six of them yeah. um four and a half of the first six suck and then i think one is good which is the first one and then predators which was a newer one, I think, had promise, and it's like half good. That's the fifth one, I think. Yeah, the fifth, yeah. So I think that one has is that the Adrian Brody one, probably. Yeah, no, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that one I enjoy. Um, it, I think it's fine. But you know, this is just uh, an IP that has they. You know, this is up there with like Die Hard and all these movies, action movies from the eighties that just kept getting sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels, and they all sucked. Um. But I still enjoyed it. So I was like, when I they announced this, I'm like, oh, great. Another Predator movie. Sure. Why not? Am I going to watch it? Yes. Is it going to be good? No. That's my initial thought. So I saw it and my opinions changed. Yeah, it's funny. I have no relationship with the other Predator movies. The first Predator movie, I've seen Predator like, I don't know, like 10 times. <laughs> I love Predator. Predator is a fantastic movie. It's got some of the it's it's probably like peak Arnold Schwarzenegger film you know yeah. it's so good and it, it's so contained it's so 80s it's it's just perfect you know you get this you have the perfect memes from that movie you know like the best meme is the one where they're they just slap hands in the beginning and they they clasp hands together and then flex their biceps that are just massive like roided out biceps you yep. know that's that that's where that meme comes from and it's fantastic uh you know Jesse the body Ventura is in this movie and he's fantastic with a mini gun yes. and he has the classic line. I ain't got time to bleed. You know, it's, it's great. The movie is awesome. We have two future governors in that movie. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought that those two, we had two future governors in that movie. Crazy. Would, would not have thought of that. Uh, but then like that. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the other ones to be honest. I never saw yeah. predator two. I, I might check out predator two soon. Uh, I never saw any of the aliens versus predator movies. Um, didn't see i wanted to see predators didn't get a chance to and then i just missed the predator so we're we're back though we're back in this so i was excited i, I wasn't really excited to hear about this to be honest um but then i saw the trailer and i was like oh this looks interesting you know like a, it's mm -hmm. a for those that don't know what this is about uh thank you for listening first of all <laughs> second of all it's the predator story uh where it's a giant alien who comes down and is the apex predator who tries to challenge and defeat every other predator on the planet uh, but he, it's the origin of him landing on the earth in 1718 is when he lands mm -hmm. on, on the earth and he gets into a fight with the Cherokee nation is where he lands. He lands in like the North Midwest. I don't know if that's, yeah, I think it's like Oklahoma ish. I think it's supposed to be red. I don't know, but he's the, it says Midwest somewhere. Yeah, sure. So it's out Midwest, but he, he, he gets in combat with the, uh, with the Comanche who are out there. Um, and it was it was originally conceived by Dan Trachtenberg, who is the is the director of this. He directed uh, he, he's directed a, an acclaimed Cloverfield film, the Ten Cloverfield Lane, which yes. apparently gets a lot of acclaim. Yep. Uh, the first episode of The Boys, which is very successful on on Amazon, uh, quite dark and, and just slightly tonally different. An episode mm -hmm. of Black Mirror that was really highly reviewed. And he's he's just interested in making movies that tell like just different stories and. In an interview, he was talking about making this movie and he wanted to just do sort of this type of movie, you know, about, you know, hunting and things like that. And, and with this type of a story. And then they they were like, oh, you know, it would work perfectly if it's just the predator that's hunting. And, you know, it, it, it totally works. Um, and one of the things he really talked about with this film and it's, it's much lower, it's much more pared down than some of the other movies. There's only one predator. Uh, there's no crew of people all of this stuff. And he, he wants, he wanted to make a movie in which action tells a story. Mm. That's, that was what he really wanted to do. There's a very little dialogue in this movie overall, but he wanted to make it where action tells it all. How successful do you think he was in that respect? He freaking nailed it. This, I was blown away watching this movie. I'm like, this is not what I expected at all. Um, I'm just going to say it up front. I think this is the best predator movie even surpassing the original. I think the original is iconic for what it is, 
But as a movie, I think this is the best one. Um, I think it was very smart of him to go back to basics and just contain make, make a contained story. Because these Predator movies have just like, okay, let's put in three Predators. Let's put in four. Let's put in five. Let's make this a huge thing. And this is just a back to basics, one Predator, one contained story. And I think that works great. Um, and a movie carried on the shoulders of a basically unknown actress I know of her um, because she was in Avatar. She was one of the voices of Avatar, a show that I love. Um, but this was just a hell of a good movie. And yeah, I love that he went back to basics with it. I think that's what's really great about this is he does go right back down to the basics and he he directs it with more action. There, there There's what, what this isn't to say that it's it's boring, though. You know, like there's some movies that have very little bit of dialogue mm -hmm. and, you know, bits of action and things like that. But it's not like a lot of those. It's not like a, it's not like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie in which there's. You, I don't not, not to knock Paul Thomas Anderson. He makes very good movies. Yeah. But you know, it's not it's not driven through slow camera pans and things yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, it's driven through some pretty awesome action set pieces mm -hmm. and some great set pieces in general. There's some some cool setups and all that stuff, and I think it works really well. And you're right. He does. He he talks about this, and he really wanted to go back to the origins of the movie. Uh, of the franchise, you know, in, in, in predator, it's, uh, first of all, bold statement for saying this is better than predator. That's just bold. Uh, <laughs> I still think predators, I think predators a little bit better than this. It's a very different, they're different movies. They're very different I, movies. I, yes, I agree. I, I do. But to be honest, this is one of the best movies of the year so far. This oh, absolutely. In, this might be in the top three for me. This, this is probably my third favorite absolutely. movie of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, but it's they he, they do go back to the, the basics and introducing, you know, the predator hunting down its prey, mm -hmm. which is effectively what this movie's about. And, you know, that's what happens in the original, like where there's just this predator out there and he is slowly killing and picking off everybody in around him. And in this one, you know, they, there's no group, there's no band of people who come together. Like there's no crew that they get together, which is actually kind of refreshing. You know, every other one has yeah. like a crew of people you know, the crew of assassins, the crew of yeah. uh, the, the wet team. In, in yeah, that's a positive for the movie that there's not that there's just not a crew. And I, I think that really works like it's very straightforward in this movie. You know that she, uh, the, the main character it, it dives right into the action too. the main character is a, a woman who is challenging the gender stereotypes and gender roles of of Cherokee tribes, which is about, you know, women don't go out to hunt. They stay mm -hmm. in and take care of. Uh, the horses, they take care of the the village and all of that stuff. And those are very ingrained uh, cultural ties to in, in those in that culture at the time, especially. Yeah. And so but she was like, I'm going to go hunt and, you know, be a great hunter. And, you know, she's not the best hunter, to be honest, when in the beginning, you know, she has her faults and she gets pretty messed up uh, by a by a tiger, a lion out there, like a, a mountain lion, like a mountain lion. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's successful to a fault, but like she's she's pretty good. Um, And it just follows her story and her tracking down her tracking the predator, first of all, and the predator tracking her. Yep. And it's, it's really awesome. And then you just get to see the predator just like go nuts. And like he's he just also full props. They, they they look the predator looks awesome in this. Oh, I love the design of this predator. They when they, he took out that bone helmet and you saw him, I'm like, whoa, this is cool. I look I, with the bone helmet. I thought he looked awesome. Yeah. You know, are you kidding me? Uh, he looked so good. I think there's some, you know, in the first predator movie, it's kind of cool. They do like the jaws thing where they don't actually show you the predator till like yeah. halfway through the movie in this, they start off with it because like, we know it's a predator movie, so we can't just like not yeah. have the predator. So <laughs> they start off with it in, in a very early on, but we, we still see the predator in cloaked. We still see the predator's heat vision. The predator has the same exact noise that he makes. You know, I can't make the noise, but uh, we get all those same beats, which I think work really well. They're cool, yep. reminiscent things to the original Predator film. And, you know, we see the predator kill a bear, which is like super badass. Super then, cool. When he just has him up, it just rips him. I'm like, yes. Well, then also when all the blood is just falling all over the cloaked predator. And, and he's looks, just like his, oh, his silhouette oh, just look, covered in blood is so good. Yeah, yeah. This is not for kids, by the way. This movie's not for kids. <laughs> uh, but man, it's so so good. I think it was it was just really cool. And the fact that it's a very straightforward. It doesn't take long to get going. There's not a lot of 
politics in it as it were you know yeah. with like I always I always have this issue when you get uh, female centered films, especially female centered action films. They like to play a lot on the fact that it is a woman who is in the lead role. Mm. And they like to talk about how, like, you're a woman, you're a woman, you can't do this. And then she's like, no, I'm strong. I can do this. And they they have they talk about it a lot and they show you that it's a woman who's strong uh in a way that like it's very much in your face and they're yeah. like so borderline preaching i mean we talked about this in marvel has done this a few times where they're yeah. they're like we are strong women and it doesn't work for me it's not organic time. it's not organic exactly it's not organic and it's forced mm-hmm. you know it's not like you know the the women in black panther are strong women and because they're written that way and they are seen as strong and they just are they just yeah. are strong it's not like in some other movies where you know some other ones where they, they are like rah rah girl power mm-hmm. which doesn't work for me and in this movie what i love is they don't do any of that it just works she's badass as hell and it just works she, she's she's really mm-hmm. great and uh you know amber mid thunder who plays the main character you know like we said she's not a famous actress at all she's at not all. been in many things that nope. are very popular she she was in legion the fx series i don't know if the you watched yeah. legion at all i saw the first um, season I saw the first two and I I don't really remember her much, which says something too. me neither. And, but she's, she's, I think very, very good in this. So it was a bold move for them to cast her because she hasn't really starred anything. Uh, what did you think of her overall performance though? I thought she was fantastic. Again, she carries this movie. The movie is basically her. She's in this movie <laughs> with her co-star, the dog who should get an Oscar nomination for supporting actor for the dog. Uh, <laughs> it was so cool. The dog, by the way, I saw. I just saw this article this morning. The dog had yeah, never no been training. in a movie before. Yep, no yeah, training whatsoever. No training. They were trained. They trained during this movie. For during it. this movie, and they, I read that they had every, most of the shots. He would just do whatever, and they had to redo the scenes because yeah. the dog was not trained. Uh, so and, kudos. And, and somebody adopted and, the dog from the crew. I think. I think, I think Amber Mid Thunder too. She was like, it was fine because like we lost a lot of scenes because the dog did whatever. But we had the dog was so fun. It was such yep. a cute dog. How was how am I supposed to get mad when the dog? <laughs> yeah, uh, which I thought so good for them. No, but I think <laughs> I think this is um, I I I want this movie to be seen because I think this has the potential to make her into or start making her into a pretty cool star because I think she carries the movie fantastic. I think she. She is a great actress. I think she is fantastic in the action scenes. She's very physical. Um, I saw that she did most. I read that she did most of her stunts, uh, which is badassery. Good for her. Mm. Um, And there were some pretty cool, amazing stunts that she did on wires, the jumping trees and everything. So good for her. Um, Yeah, I think she was fantastic. And she carried this movie and she really embodied um, like you said, she really embodied the kick-ass female character without yelling in my face that she's a kick-ass female character. Exactly. And I think that's what's really important about it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just just being that character, I think, works so much better than showing you that she's that character. She, she Or not, rather than, sorry, saying that she's that character, she shows you she's that character. And I thought it was just so great. Uh, and it's obvious that she's so good in this. Uh, she's she's also in every scene. She there the whole movies from her perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. You know, I, her physicality is fantastic. She she does a really great job with those different tools that she uses and the weapons she uses throughout. You know, her main weapon of choice is the tomahawk, and had to do like a lot of apparently a lot of practice with the tomahawk to to learn that. Um, I thought it was really cool. I mean, they also cast dakota beavers who is an actor who you've never heard of because this is his first movie yeah and i thought that was really cool like that he's able to be in this and he plays her her brother and is just really good in this and i think the whole cast was just really cool it was, it was a good cast of nobodies they're they're all nobodies pretty much yep. um and i thought that was really cool i mean you know you you get a bunch of first nations and, and indigenous peoples of the americas in, in this movie and they're being well represented uh, i think there was there was a big part of this too that was really great is where the the casting and the casting directors and the crew and all of this was the cast was filled with people who were either indigenous or first nations and they also brought that into the crew as well there's a lot of yep. people in the crew who were also that and uh, there was also a conscious effort to make sure that one of the producers of the film um, was also a First Nations. So that was really important uh, to make sure that someone of the like, Comanche descent, I believe, uh, the area actually where they were shooting was one of the areas 
where uh oh my god where the the one of the i think it's the nadoka uh i think it's nadoka or something like that the that that tribe is from this area in in canada where they were shooting and that's actually where uh amber mid thunder's family is from and so is the producer's family i i'm blanking on her on her name here i feel kind of bad about that yeah <laughs> she she was she was she was very influential on this and she was like one of the three main producers of the film and i think that was actually really like really great where they were just able to go that extra mile and and bring in that those voices to make sure that they were honoring the culture of the comanche and of these people who you know historically in films have never not not really received this treatment have not been respected yeah. in the way that they were and they, they made a lot of effort also in making sure everything was historically accurate all of the things that the the tribe's doing is pretty accurate to the time. Even the fur traders that you run into uh, yes. are apparently historically accurate. Uh, just brutal too. Uh, and you know, they're, they're pretty historically accurate. What did you, what did you think of that whole idea of them doing this? Listen, this is a prime example of when you do it right, you get it right. And this is how, how you sh you're supposed to do it. Hollywood pay attention because I think it goes to what the same notion that you said earlier about this not having to scream in my face that I'm a kick-ass female character it's the same thing here for me you don't have to scream or checklist or force diversity it just needs to happen and the fact that you have these characters playing these actors playing these characters you have crew you have a producer it just makes the movie just feel so authentic and just so much better because there's something about this movie that really this feels real. And this is for me, one of the main reasons why it feels just so real. And again, you don't have to click or clickbait or checkmark diversity. Just, it is, it just, it, it, it is what it is. When you're playing these type of characters or a movie center of these um, kind of um, characters, just cast these characters, cast these people, they're out there and it just makes it way better, which is the same thing with the female actors, you, uh, with the female character. You don't have to tell me she's a kick. I just, it is what it is, and she's kick-ass. So good for them to do it this way. I think it, like I said, it it brings um an aura of authenticity to the movie. And when you get it right, you get it right. So kudos on them for doing that and doing it correctly. Yeah, I really appreciated that whole aspect. Um, the 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 producer's name I was thinking of, I think her name is Jane Myers. Uh, she's she was the person who was uh, mm. really in, important for this. They also uh, the director Dan Trachtenberg was talking in an interview about. The fact that in the early stages of production, especially for like the first like year or so, of the production because this had an elongated production because of COVID and yeah, the Fox merger and all of that stuff elongated the production. Apparently, the original idea was back in 2016, and then it was greenlit in 2018, and then you know obviously with the merger and all of this stuff, it was delayed quite a bit. But uh, Dan Trackenberg was talking about how they actually had a woman who was a cultural storyteller of the Comanche tribe who would help with all of the different stories and making sure that the scripts worked and, mm. and everything. Uh, unfortunately, she apparently passed away before the movie was finished, but uh, it was just really great that they brought, they, they made the effort to be like, let's make this effort. Let's, let's do it the right way and, and brought in all these people to, to speak to it accurately. Um, and I thought that just was really great. I mean, the thing that also was really cool uh, is they actually made an extra sh a shot of this where they redubbed the entire thing in Comanche. So in you Comanche. can actually see it. This is the first time actually a whole movie is available in Comanche from the beginning, from the release. It is mm -hmm. in the Comanche language. It's the first movie entirely in that. Um, and I thought that was really great. You know, so if you wanted to, you could watch this in Comanche on, on Hulu, if you want to. Um, I didn't do that, but you could, yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> you know, that, that's, you know, that's where, that's what should be happening for years. And, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're late as a society, but awesome. It is. That's just awesome. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's awesome. Um, The movie, one of the things that like, you know, it's not just the the script. It's not just the actors who did a great job in this or even the direction, but I think there's a lot of other stuff that goes a little bit further in this that makes the movie just look great. I think like aesthetically it looks great. You know, the shots look incredible. I think the editing is pretty top notch. And I think the score is really good Fantastic. as well. Fantastic. Yeah. And like, I was just watching it and just being like, this looks great. <laughs> I was like, weird. Yep. Uh, a lot of it takes place during the day, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's cool seeing like these sort of thriller action hunt movies like this during the day. Yeah. It changes because they have to be a little more intense 
during the day, then like at night, it's easy. You could just make noises in the woods and it's scary. You look that <laughs> yeah. way. You know, you can't see anything. But like during the day, you have to be elevated a little bit. How do we get like more movies, more action movies just look this good? <laughs> get talented people behind the camera. <laughs> no, um, honestly, well, that. But um, I think, you know, there's in the last 10 years, and I'm sorry to bring in this company into the conversation, but we're living in a Marvel's vacation of Hollywood, right? Everything yeah. is CGI, green screen, or dome to bring in Star Wars, you know, so everything is very computer generated. And this movie, you can tell this is just shot outside. And I think there is an added extra thing. We've we've talked about this a lot in the podcast and out in our conversations, how things like real locations, things like practical effects make just make the movie better, makes it feel just better. And that's not to say that CGI and green screen is bad. It's not. But we're living in such an overwhelming film industry of that that when you get a gem like this you're like wow so i think you know it's you you have to i think there's still a hunger for a lot of movie fans for things to just look real and look nice and i think having movies and studios invest in like go out there shoot locations um have great talent because you do need the great talent to get those shots and and make it work because i do agree with you the technicality of this movie caught me by surprise um, based on the Predator franchise, you know, I'm like, oh, this is, movie is actually beautiful. Some shots were stunning. There's a, a stunning shot. One of my favorites when they're in the fields, in the in the mm-hmm. tall yeah. field, and it's two of them running, and you're seeing that from from the top. I'm like, this it's a beautiful shot. Um, all the shots in the water with the bear were stunning as well. What I um, heard about the sorry, what I heard about oh. the the field, the grass field is apparently that wasn't even scripted at the time. They just oh. were, they went, then this is the benefit of location shooting, right? They went there and they, they were like scouting areas and they got out to that area when they were going to shoot. And they're like, wow, we need to do something here because this field looks fantastic. And then they decided to shoot the, the scene because of how beautiful it looked. And that just, that just goes right to your point. Like, you know, if we shoot things on, on set, like in, in an actual like location, we're going to get better results. You yeah. know, I mean, there, there, there's a reason that Dune is better than Eternals. There's, there's many reasons there's many well it's there's funny. a reason why this is better than the attorneys <laughs> well yeah it's, it's funny though because like you think about it right and like you said it's the person behind the camera well you know uh chloe Zhao was behind the camera she's an academy award-winning director yep and uh in dune uh denis villeneuve not an academy award-winning director but like yep. you know it's, it's it, that there's, there is the marvel machine behind it which is kind of ruining films but yeah you're right um you're you're totally right. It just looks stunning, and like those shots, and, and like they just look really great. Her, her walking along a ridge line and seeing the mountains in the background. Yes, stunning. rather than making fake mountains, it's real mountains, and yeah. it, they the actors can take that in as well and use that to give deliver better performances. Based when I when I when the trailers released for this movie, I was gonna see it. Yes, whatever. Um, it was gonna be fun. There's no reason, not necessarily, not only good, but there was no reason for a direct-to-streaming service seventh film in a franchise that has been disappointing to look and be technically this good. That's a very good way of looking at it. There's no reason this should be as good as it is. There's no reason for a seventh Predator movie on a a streaming service to be this good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And it that's was. actually like a, a really good point. It should it does not deserve to look this good, but it no, totally does. But it's you know he just revitalized a franchise that has been decaying since the first one in the eighties for thirty some years, and yeah, so there was no reason it, for this to be this good and this beautiful. It's actually thirty five years ago exactly that this that Predator came out. So like there it's you really go, amazing, yeah. And it this looks, I mean, it just looks stunning. I think the score is great. I think everything about it. I mean, the thing I liked is. For for some people, you know, I was I was worried this was going to be like one of those like monster hunter movies where it gets like they're trying to scare you a lot and like yeah. really dark and scary. And I wasn't scared at all. It was really an action movie. It was yeah. an act. It's very much in the vein of the original. Um, and I, I thought I thought it was just really cleverly done. You know, there's there's similarities with some of the other ones, but I think it's it's very clever. I think it's fun and it's quote unquote realistic. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's like we said earlier, it's just basic going back to the basics and there's no tricks. 
There's yeah. just no tricks. There's just not like the scene of somebody walking along the woods and the corner, right as they turn the corner, there's going to be like an alien, a predator is going to be right there. No, it's, you know what this movie is, is yeah. a predator hunting um, because they're not there for a specific person. They're just there hunting. They come to earth yeah. to hunt. So it going back to basics and no tricks were were needed in this movie. Don, I think it, it totally works. I think it's just fantastic. I mean, one of the things that I think really aids this is the lack of, of CG. I mean, there, there, there obviously is CG and all every movie now has visual effects. You can't make a movie without visual effects, but there really aren't as many. I mean, certainly you need them for the way that, you know, the predator spoiler alert kills people in this movie. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> like, there is a, a few deaths in this movie. People. Yeah, a couple there's, there's like a, there's an amazing. So this is boy. There's an amazing set piece in like two thirds of the way in. Lots of people die, and it's amazing. Yep. It's brilliant. Oh, and the fur but, trap camp that was amazing too. Oh. I think I just I'm saying like that. I think it's it's really really good. Uh, yeah. I think and and those things really kind of live up to it. I think you know those yeah. things pay off. You know the lack of massive amounts of CG just help. The CG is supposed to it's supposed to uh, enhance like or effects. add to yes. the movie, not be yes. the movie. It should enhance the movie, enhance yeah. the scenes, you know, make it look a little bit better, not be the whole freaking movie, which is the problem. Yeah. I, I read a tweet about the movie. Somebody, I hate human beings when somebody was like, why is the bear CGI? Like, couldn't they get like there are real bears out there? And I'm like, did you really think when you posted this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. going to train a bear to do what this bear does. Like, come a, on, a people. grizzly bear, of a all grizzly yeah. bear of all that. Like, come uh, like, on. Yeah. No, yeah and again, it's, it's like you said, and, and listen, I, I, I critique Marvel and, and, and all this and the Marvelification that we're living through right now. And I love those, you know, I watch them. I enjoy them. They're fun, but there's just something about a quote unquote real movie that goes back to basics and uses CGI and those types of special effects elements to enhance or add value to the movie rather than to consume the movie and it's nice for us movie lovers who that we still get these gems that come out like this and and studios invest in them yeah and i think like that's one of the things that i really appreciate i thought it was really good um i i don't know i just really I was really happy with it. Uh, and, you know, it, it does. It's just enha it's just enhanced. It looks fantastic. I think it looked really great. Um, and and yeah, I mean, is this is this something that we could be coming to expect from Hulu and the 20th century movies that are coming out on Hulu? Is that something that you think that we're going to be able to, to see more of? Is that is this what we should expect? I mean, this was a hangover from before the merger. Yeah. But, you know, what do we do? You think this is like. I I, what's I, gonna come or, or what? I hope so. I hope so. I was reading a few articles um and a new a few anonymous like interviews from people um, working with Disney and 20th Century and 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 Prey and all that that they were really surprised of how at how this movie exploded over the weekend and how it's received. It's the number one movie ever in the history of Hulu um in views. Um so they were really mm -hmm. surprised. So and, and a lot of them, a few of them said that, you know, this is a this could be a rethinking or the start of a rethinking of, you know, we can do, we can invest in $250 million movies that look crap, like crap, but we can also invest in these kind of gems. So I hope that this is maybe a rethinking and we get more movies like this, whether it be streaming or whether it be theaters. I hope it's theaters. I really want studios to invest in movies like this for theaters, not just streaming. Uh, but I, I really do hope is, I, I, I'm hoping that it's something we can expect more of. I hope so too. I mean, it, would, how would this have been in theaters? Oh, it this when I saw it, I'm like, why? Why isn't this in theaters? I think it would have would it have made up $500 million? No, but I think it, it would have had a solid weekend. Um, and I think this movie would have benefited, which is doing right now on streaming of word of mouth think this movie would have made would have been consistent for a few weeks and come on watching this movie of how like i said this movie was not supposed to be this beautiful and technically good watching this in theaters would have been amazing would have been just great to see this in a big screen i heard somewhere that hulu and disney is considering giving it like a limited release across the country and i hope they do 
It'd have to be that quick because, like, otherwise, yeah, because it'll it'll lose momentum. Because I would love to see it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is definitely you know I thought it was an awesome movie and it would have been really cool to see in theaters too. I mean, yeah. I the, here's the, the worry is I don't know that I would have seen it in theaters. I don't know that I would have been fair like, because like of the accessibility. I was a little bit on the fence on it, but I would I probably would have. And like, it's difficult because you know if you just look at historically, the Predator movies have never done really well in theaters. You know, sure. yeah. After the first one, they they've never really and made they're a lot been bad. So we can look at it from the other perspective. You know, we always talk about this streaming versus theater, whatever. We could make make an argument that releasing it in streaming and actually being this good and being received the way it's been received over the weekend and this word of mouth that it's getting, maybe it's a benefit for maybe a revitalization of this kind of movie or genre or maybe even IP for the theater. Because if you know, I don't know if I'm making sense, but if this is this yeah. good, maybe there's a chance that they do. I don't know another one with the same cast or the same whatever, same director in the same vein, and then that one since this one was so good and received so well, maybe a next one could be in the theater. So maybe I mean, it's a benefit. It, it has some potential to be in theaters. I mean, they they definitely there's they set it up for a sequel. Um, a little bit. It's a it's a very winky sequel. Like you don't it's not necessarily there's no cliffhanger or anything like that but yeah. they, there's like there is an idea for a sequel and dan drakenberg has talked about you know his he has some ideas uh whether or not he wants to continue with this or not he he can really go on to make a lot of stuff right now i think he's pretty successful with the last couple of things he's done i just hope that they're not like oh cool you want to make uh fantastic four you know or whatever like i, I don't want that. i don't want him to <laughs> go into marvel so but, yeah. i have an off-the-cuff question for you so yeah. um this director um Dan Trachtenberg, I believe he I know you've never seen I assume you've never seen any of the Cloverfield movies. No, Um, because that's not your type of movie. I love them. I think they're really cool. But that again, that's another franchise that was just completely imploding going into K. The sequel sucked. And then he came and did 10 um, Cloverfield Lane, which is fantastic, even better than the original amazing movie. And now he does Prey, which has been a revitalization of Predator series. And it's a great movie. If you were to give him a series to revitalize and do something in this vein, what series Fast and would Furious. you give? Fast and Furious. There you go. Just make a Fast and Furious movie. Nice. There, it's easy. Boom. Hi. Right. Because look, the, like, what's the problem with Fast and Furious? The Vin biggest Diesel. problem. <laughs> besides Vin Diesel. Oh my god. So the big, the big. Oh, besides Vin Diesel. Oh my god. Oh, god. <laughs> Uh, no, no, the, the biggest problem is it's gotten too big. It's gotten too messy. It's gotten too out of the, out of the whack. Right. You know, And like, it's not, it's completely detached from what it originally was. And it's if fantasy. he's able to go back, if he's able to go back in there and be like, let's make something like a little bit darker, like not darker, but like go back to the, the basics of what it is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, I, it's, I don't even know what the basics of that franchise is, to be honest, but like he can figure out what the, well, what the it was racing. <laughs> it's about like racing and trying to make it and hustle your way to like and the top. stealing DVDs. It was, yes, but no, it was about, it was, you really think about it. It's about like trying to, you know, do its best for your, your crew uh, and, and really hustle your way to the top. It's not about like mm -hmm. where they are now, like saving the world from their, their brother or whatever, uh, whatever. Uh, it's so ridiculous, but I would love to, for him to go back when I mean, he can make like the Leon's movie, you know, Finally, give Leon his due. <laughs> Leon and Jesse's dad. He's the one that's going to bring <laughs> them together. That's cool. That's a good one. I, I would do Terminator. I think he could do really well in a Terminator movie, try, trying to revitalize that movie mm -hmm. on that yeah. series. Because we all know that series just after T2 just exploded. I mean, if I'm honest, I want him to make an original movie. I think he's got some, uh, some original stories in him. He wanted to originally make this as an original movie, but then like <laughs> it was just so obvious that it was going to be Predator. So he's just like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but but I he's shown that he has the pedigree to do good movies. So good yeah. for him. I hope I he, he gets to continue working and, and do great films. I do too. I think he's very talented, obviously. So I hope yeah. that works. And I hope people see this. I really do. Yeah. I am telling everybody in my circle, watch this, watch this, watch this. Because it's oh, really, for sure. really good. It's great. It's a it's a really really good movie. It's one of the best movies of the year so yeah. far. Yeah, and it's a short what? movie. We didn't talk about that. It's an hour and what thirty seven minutes. It's fantastic. Great. It's beat a short. Just you're go like, for it. What? And that's how you do it. A movie does do it. If you're that good, you can give us a movie in one hour and a half, and it doesn't have to be sluggish or fast paced. This is perfect. So good. Good yeah. for him. You you won't pick up your phone. You'll just enjoy it. You'll just watch yeah, it. Enjoy it. Good for them. Last question to end off our pod today. Um. If you had to be killed by the predator in any of these different deaths, which one would you want? The net. 
I want the net that oh, they just God, crushes that, you. I yeah, that was brutal. I want the net that just break, just disintegrates you. Absolutely. Oh my God, that was. Uh, I don't know the guy uh, getting his head cut off with the 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 shield that comes out and like. Oh slicing yeah, that. that was pretty brutal. That was pretty. Yeah. that was pretty epic. I That's know. cool. For, there's it's either that or the the three dots. The three dot laser thing is so oh, iconic. Yeah. It's so badass. That'd be pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. It would really suck to get you know an arrow to the face, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want it to be fast. That's all I want. It's fast. Yeah, that's all I want. It needs yeah, to be fast. Uh, unlike my choice, which is the net, which you're screaming and feeling it as it's crushing you. You know, the shot is just done, one and done for. Yeah, yeah, it's super iconic. I love the three lasers. Yeah, it I is. remember it used to. I think it was like Call of Duty. One of the Call of Duty, I think Call of Duty Four, so like one of the old Call of Duty games. You can change the the sight on your zoom and i changed it to the three dots because i was like this is super badass oh nice <laughs> anyway definitely check this out uh it's 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 really awesome i would totally recommend this um it's on hulu now next week we will be talking about sandman so please make sure you, if you haven't seen anything about that heard anything about that like definitely start watching it now because we're gonna be talking about that series next which week. is a rare thing in our podcast to talk about television because it's just really good <laughs> so we're doing tv so yes yeah um i'm only a couple episodes in but i'm enjoying it so i'll probably finish it by next week which is very rare for me as well so definitely check <laughs> it out uh and we'll be back with more more fun content in the days ahead so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week